Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and this week is mostly focused on numbers as we have the films for a Chinese New Year released. But first, let's talk about the domestic top 5 which was very quiet once, once again. Staying in first place again is Spider-Man No Way Home with 11 million for a total of 735.9 million. Staying in second place is Scream with 7.35 million for a total of 62.1 million. Third place was Sing 2 with 4.8 million for a total of 134.5 million. In fourth place is Redeeming Love with 1.85 million for a total of 6.5 million. Lastly, in fifth place was The King's Man with 1.75 million for a total of 34 million. So, with this very quiet weekend, we only got two things to talk about. First, No Way Home is now around 24 million away from passing Avatar to take third place in biggest movies ever domestically, and Scream is working its way to 100 million domestically. Next weekend, we got Jackass Forever and Moonfall with it looking like Jackass might do better than expected. So far it's gotten great reviews, so if word of mouth is strong, it could do great numbers. This would be the second hit for Paramount, and it's only February. Chinese New Year has kicked off, and so far, box office-wise, it is a bit of a disappointment. Right now we are looking at least a 20% decrease from last year, though to be fair, some theaters and cities are closed as China tries to contain the virus, and the Winter Olympics are about to start. These are factors that Chinese studios and theaters did not have to worry about last year. The numbers are consistently updating, so right now these numbers are from around February 4th. First place is Watergate Bridge with 299 million. Second place is Too Cool to Kill with 145.5 million. Third place is Nice View with 73.6 million. Fourth place is Only the Fools Rush In with 67.4 million. Fifth place is Boonie Bears Back to Earth with 64.5 million, and in sixth place was Sharpshooter with 24.6 million. So unlike last year, there is no big surprise or competition for first place. Clearly right now, it's the Lake Changin sequel. However, as the month goes on, depending on word of mouth from uh, viewers, Too Cool to Kill could catch up. Besides that though, the rest are fighting for third place. It does look like people are not looking to watch dramas right now as the top two are a military action blockbuster or a comedy. We will see how the movies do over the coming weeks. Small update on the latest anime film in Japan, Juju Kaisen Zero. I have not talked about it much since it came out, but it has now made 85.7 million in Japan, making it the 10th biggest anime film in the country ever. So yeah, definitely not beating Demon Slayer, but still a respectable amount. If you are in the US, you can go watch the film starting March 18th. Now, looking at worldwide numbers, Scream made 6.5 million for a worldwide total of 106.2 million. Spider-Man No Way Home made 21.1 million for a worldwide total of 1.74 billion. The big news for No Way Home was that it passed 1 billion internationally without any money from China, since it was not released there. Sing 2 made 17.4 million for a worldwide total of 268 million. It looks like it'll be able to squeak by a uh, 300 million worldwide finish. And the Matrix Resurrection is at 115.6 million. And the King's Man is at 114.4 million worldwide. 
For news, we start with Regal, where it looks like they are suing their insurance companies. The rap is reporting that Regal Cinemas has filed a lawsuit against three insurance companies claiming they have not paid their claim. Regal is saying that they bought insurance before the pandemic occurred, and when it happened, they made a claim. In October of 2020, the insurance companies denied their claim, saying the pandemic fell under the rules of, quote, loss of market, loss of use, or indirect or remote loss, end quote. As for what Regal is looking to get out of the lawsuit, they are requesting a court order forcing them to pay their claim, as well as an unspecified amount in damages. Now, obviously, I don't know the specifics of the case, but I will say I hope Regal wins if there was any time a theater would have to file a claim besides, you know, theft or physical damage to the building itself. A worldwide pandemic should cut it, but this will take months, if not a year or more, in court, so we will see how they do. Likely, they will settle out of court for an undisclosed amount. AMC is also in the news this week, but instead of going to court, they are working on their finances by selling $950 million in bonds. The purpose of this is to basically refinance and lower the interest rate on their debt, with some of it maturing in 2025. They are smart to do this now because assuming the Fed starts uh, raising interest rates in March, this is basically the last call for refinancing and saving some cash. Now, next week we will talk about the Oscar nominations, but for now the BAFTA nominations were published, so let's talk about those instead. The film with the most nominations was Dune with 11, and the contenders for Best Picture are Belfast, Don't Look Up, Dune, Licorice Pizza, and The Power of the Dog. There were two things that stood out to me in regards to the nominations. First, director Denis Villeneuve was not nominated for Best Director for Dune, which I thought was odd. The other was a chance for a big blockbuster like No Time to Die to sneak into the Best Picture run. While the Oscars will have 10 films and therefore a better chance, I was wondering if No Time to Die was going to get a nomination at the BAFTAs, and it did not. I can't wait for the Oscar nominations next week. Last week, Sundance wrapped up their film festival, and we got a film being bought. Emily the Criminal, starring Aubrey Plaza, was bought by Roadside Attractions and Vertical Entertainment for the North American rights only. They have already confirmed that it will be getting a regular release, so it will go to theaters first at some point this year. The plot for this actually sounds really good, and is now on my radar as a film to watch later this year. Deadline has the exclusive on this, and that is Den of Thieves 2. It's actually happening. Called Den of Thieves 2 Pantera, filming will begin this spring, and will be filmed in France and Serbia. As for a release, some studios have already bought different international rights. However, no one has bought the domestic rights to the film just yet. If I had to bet, depending on the price, it would either be Universal or Lionsgate that's going to buy it. The Hollywood Reporter has the exclusive on this, and that is Jason Momoa is close to signing on for Fast 10. It is not known yet what his role is, but I think it's likely a villain. I mean, he is a big actor. Why would he sign on to be part of the family? But if he goes up against them, well, that is more worth his time. At this point, I can't say I'm excited for the movie, but I am curious to see where they take the story. Now to start off VOD Premium, we first go to HBO Max as they are continuing their international expansion with a focus on Europe. On March 8th, the service will go live in 15 countries, including the Netherlands, Poland, Croatia, Portugal, and others. For other parts of Europe, if you live in Iceland, Greece, or Turkey, you will also be getting it sometime this year. 
So it looks like for its international expansion this year, Europe is going to be light after March, so hopefully they expand more in Asia in the second half of the year to make up for it. Now talking about Viacom CBS, it looks like they are understanding, they are under pressure from the market to merge Paramount Plus and Showtime into one streaming service. Speaking at TCLA event, the president of Paramount Plus original scripted series, Nicole Clemens, said that they were looking at all options. Currently, the company offers a bundle plan where you can get both Paramount Plus and Showtime at either $9.99 or $12.99, so they are aware it helps bring in subscribers. I feel like it's a no-brainer move to integrate the services. If they want to keep Showtime Premium, then it should have its own section in Paramount+. Plus. And let's say you need to add free plan to, to access it. Doing it this way keeps some prestige and it saves the consumer's time with them not having to switch between two of your own services. I think they'll do it by the end of the year, or at the very least announce it will be happening. Staying with Viacom CBS, both them and Comcast got approval for their joint streaming service. I talked about it last year, but for some parts of Europe, these two companies will be combining their services instead of operating separately. Called Sky Showtime, the combined service will operate in 20 markets, including Spain, Portugal, and Norway. While they got approval to launch, the companies did not announce when it would actually start operating or how much it would cost. We got a trailer for the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that is coming to Netflix this month. Rumors are this film is a complete mess, so we will find out if that's true. If it is, let me know, because I ain't watching it. Finally, we end with Netflix, uh, with Deadline having the exclusive on this, and that is an update to the Heart of Stone film. The spy film, being made by Skydance, has added Jamie Dorman, joining Gal Gadot as the other lead for the film. Netflix bought it back in January of last year, and it looks like they're finally moving forward in getting it done. Likely at this rate, a 2023 summer film for them. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for the episode is, what movie are you hoping gets nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars? Let me know on Facebook, link to the pages in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.